This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. We welcome you back in. It is hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. You follow him at M.I. Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes, who finally won a game, Pritch. <laughs> That's right. I'd be remiss if I did not mention that. I'm glad you did. Buffs are off the schneid. Yes, Let's they go. are. Yes, we are. I'm still we. Uh, with the bus. Uh, long road ahead. Long road ahead. Yep. You yep. got yourself a dub. Congrats, 1982, man. I think it was when Coach Mack um, uh, won one game. So we're talking, what, 40 years here? Yeah. And, you know, you're thinking about the prospects of the Buffs. And it was eight years winning. later that they won the Natty. <laughs> well, so of course, of course. 2030 is what we're okay, going that's to pencil what we're in. At? That's what okay, we're doing. This... <laughs> Clearly. Something like okay, that. Okay, is there a future out for that? <laughs> I, I'm going to leave it to our producer, Matt Santos, to, right. to find that. Uh, Matt Santos behind the glass, as is our technical director, Andrew Ingold, the whole crew, Sergio, Mikhail, Liz, Rob, Troy, Ryan. I think I got everybody behind the scenes today. We have a very fun segment that we usually do on this Tuesday show, which is right route, wrong route for the wide receiver himself, Mike Pritchard. couple of teams who Mike believes are on the wrong route, couple who are certainly on the right route so far. Let's start in Tampa, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blow a game on Sunday to Pittsburgh, despite coming into that spot as closing double-digit favorites, up to 10 in some books, 9.5 in a number of other spots. And we're, in addition to that, playing against a Pittsburgh team without the entire defensive secondary in that game. Three defensive starters out in the defensive backfield. And midway through the game, knocking out the rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, for Pittsburgh. It was the Mitch Trubisky show, the second half of that game on Sunday. You think about all the negativity surrounding Tampa, Mike. Right route, wrong route here for the Brady-led Bucks. Uh, wrong route. Uh, and, and Todd, <laughs> yeah, and Todd Bowles on the verge of perhaps losing some credibility. I mean, the thing about the National Football League is you're dealing with grown men, Right. I mean, yes, you're a coach, and you've been a coach, head coach before, and uh, I, I think, you know, each situation is different. 
but you have to understand and, and always understand and keep in perspective that you're dealing with grown men. Uh, and, and so when you come out and say that Tom Brady is not receiving preferential treatment, uh, you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're losing credibility for yourself in that locker room. Everybody knows he's getting preferential treatment. Now, does he deserve it? I mean, that's debatable. Uh, I think the state of affairs right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is I don't know as a new head coach for that football team uh, if you can lose credibility, one, but then also uh, make statements like that publicly because now you sound like a hypocrite. I mean, he got that treatment in training camp, uh, and he's getting that treatment during the season two. To put it in context, Ben, uh, you know, you go to a wedding for Robert Kraft, and you're an important game on the road against the Steelers, and, uh, yeah, you're, you're a huge favorite in all this, and maybe you're not playing great, but where is your passion? Where is your let's go? You know, where is your – That's how we start every hour. <laughs> exactly. We have that in our show, but yeah. not on the sidelines but right now. You know where it was? It was up at Robert Kraft's wedding, though. And, and so from a context standpoint as a player, I'm like, look, okay, where's our quarterback? You know, where – is he, is he, are we going to be right? I mean, but is he distracted? I mean, those are questions I would have already. Like, hey, man, we're, we're out here busting our tails. I mean, the offensive line doesn't feel great right now, and, uh, and yet, but you're going to a wedding. Uh, so the context I was referring to, Belichick didn't go to Robert Kraft's wedding. He was on the road uh, with his football team. He goes back farther than Tom Brady does with Robert Kraft, and he didn't even go to his yeah. wedding. Uh, so, I mean, there are priority, priorities. I mean, we, we talk about sacrifice, and a, a lot of times that's to the detriment of any personal relationship you might have. Um, you got to be selfish, and, and a lot of times your attention is beholden to that team, your other family. Uh, but if you don't have that dynamic in place, you can lose games like mm -hmm. that uh, to the Steelers on the road. So uh, there's, there's plenty enough time for them to correct it, but I don't think Todd Bowles is handling it the right way by suggesting and, and putting it out there to everybody uh, that he's not receiving the special treatment when everybody knows he, that he is. And keep in mind, head coach Todd Bowles was the handpicked guy by one Tom Brady after Bruce Arians was forced out in the offseason. Right. Maybe there's a correlation there. Bucks have failed to cover their last four games. As much as we put some of these athletes on a high pedestal, that's why we like the input from you, Mike, because yeah. you, you're on the same playing field as these guys, and it comes down to being a good teammate and that Brady was not this past weekend. That our first wrong route from one Mike Pritchard. How about a right route, though? Mm -hmm. How about those dirty birds? One of Mike Man. Pritchard's former teams, first-round draft pick, 1991, and the Atlanta Falcons, not a team anybody expected would be very profitable from a betting perspective, and here they are, the final undefeated team against the number this season. Yeah, and a chance, realistically, to maybe win a division. I mean, we'll get into that discussion at some point. I don't believe the roster is set to do that, but, again, they're banged up uh, a little bit with Cordero Patterson. They'll get him back eventually, and then they'll get healthier too. But uh, this is a team that's starting to believe, and Arthur Smith has, has created a culture uh, that's really been received well with, with these players out there. Uh, and they're young enough, too, to still be impressionable, be coachable that way. Uh, but I, they run, they're running the right route because they're rushing the football. They're averaging over 164 yards per game. Uh, and to me, that speaks volumes about the offensive line right now. And, and it also speaks about who they are as a football team and recognizing that. Like, we're, we're not a prolific passing football team. Okay, how can we uh, still win football games? Okay, let's play defense. Let's be physical in the trenches. Uh, and let's run the football. And I speculated on this, Ben, uh, in terms of when the National Football League was going to evolve again back to the running game. And I put out a tweet. Uh, it was the uh, Raiders, 
Chiefs game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, this is 1992 football because we got offset eye. We got ISO blocking through the A gap and the B gap. And I'm like, man, this is, this is 1992 football. And that's what the NFL does, though. Like when everybody catches up to what everybody's doing, uh, and that's the read option stuff and throwing the football. And uh, if you're not great at those positions, what are you going to do? You're going to get back to the basics. Uh, and that's putting your hand in the dirt uh, and running the football. And we're seeing a lot of teams do that this year. And, and Atlanta's one of them. And it's working for them. Uh, I think it can continue to work, too. And so, uh, absolutely, they're running the right routes right now. And you think about Atlanta this week at Cincinnati catching six. Will it be another run of a dog covering for the Falcons? They've rewarded betters handsomely so far this year, 6-0 and against the number. We go back to wrong routes. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at a team necessarily as a whole, Mike, but a coach that you're not happy with. It no. goes in Miami where the Dolphins have now fallen on hard times, three straight losses there. What's the issue right now with Mike McDaniel? Well, a lot of people will say that uh, it's the quarterback situation, but Mike McDaniel said it's not the quarterback situation. Um, that's the path of least resistance to uh, for his quote right there. But no, it, it's Mike McDaniel as a first-year head coach. And uh, now circumstances have certainly disrupted, I think, anybody. And if you're not ready to handle the Tua fallout, if you're not ready to handle, okay, your backup quarterback goes down, if you're not ready to handle all the scrutiny that franchise is under right now, it's not his fault. You know, I, I think Rossi owner brought a, a lot of it uh, on that franchise. And then certainly you got some doctors uh, on their own page out there too. So he's got to handle so much off the field, let alone what's happening on the field. On the field, they can't run the football. Uh, and there's zero excuse for that because he's a run game coordinator that got elevated uh, to head coach because uh, of his acumen as a run game coordinator out there with San Francisco. And, and now he's trying to be too cute uh, calling plays. It was so irresponsible to give uh, Skylar Thompson that type of game plan uh, as a backup to the backup quarterback and, and to not really rely on uh, other aspects of your offense or, or certainly things that you can do like run the football. Uh, when your defense is playing well, keeping you in the game against a tough opponent and, and the Vikings. Uh, so he's got to uh, look in the mirror and suggest to himself as a, as a head coach, do I want to be this cute, know-it-all play caller, or do I want to start doing what's best for this football team? So, uh, yeah, I think they're running the wrong routes right now. They overachieved early on, and they were more fortunate than good early on uh, when they got to the hot start. But uh, now, now everybody's found out about you, and, and can you be different? Can you be better? A team that is now bottom half of the league on a rush EPA per play basis right. on that side of the ball when you think about the acumen coming in mm -hmm. for one Mike McDaniel. And in a game in, on Sunday in which was his defense's best performance by a long margin this season, a defense that had been bottom five in a lot of metrics through the first five weeks of the year. Right. Played really well against Minnesota. Mentioned it earlier, 498 to 234 was the yard edge. And when you turn the ball over with play calling that is not optimal to the personnel you have, right. you're asking for trouble. That's what happened in Miami. Three straight losses, not only losses outright, but three straight games where the Dolphins have failed to cover after the hot 3-0 start. But there is a rookie head coach that Mike is very impressed with. How about Brian Dable oh, and the man. Giants and what he is doing is there something specific you've been able to hone in on there with the G-men that don't look incredibly impressive on paper, yet they keep finding ways to win each week? Yeah, you know, there's two things happening. They're playing complementary football, one, which for Coach Dable, I mean, that's the structure you're looking for. Uh, and, and you think about his past, his history, where is he going to learn that from? Uh, Bill Belichick, for one, certainly his travels. But 
uh, the complimentary football aspect of it is allowing the Giants to have the record that they have right now. Uh, when you can get into the fourth quarter and, and make other teams panic, uh, because we know this as betters even, uh, and as a player we know this, more teams lose games because they panic or they don't make plays than, than go out there and win them, right? I mean, we, we, we can identify the teams that can go out and win a game in the fourth quarter. Okay, Buffalo, uh, maybe Kansas City, maybe Tom Brady at some point. But uh, typically that doesn't happen a lot of times. Uh, teams and quarterbacks panic, right? And they turn the ball over or make mistakes or receivers are running into each other. Uh, but Dable on both sides of the ball has these guys overachieving. He's gotten rid of bad apples. So, okay, you go out and timeout. You go pout uh, away from my football team. And uh, his intensity too, uh, these players are feeding off of it. His coaches uh, are feeding off of it. So it's just a whole culture uh, shock and change mm -hmm that has been a refreshing part for the Giants so far. Same thing with the Jets, uh, by the way, too. So out there in the York. Honorable mention, Robert Sala, what we're yep. going with here. But absolutely. Dable gets the real Dable does right route for you, yeah. Mike. Yeah, absolutely. It, when you consider that personnel, Daniel Jones is a quarterback who's bottom quarter of the league and amidst every st stat you can quantify. And yet the Giants as an offense are eighth APA per play. Overall, we had the stat up on the screen earlier, fourth in rushing. That's that's something you put on the head coach oh, and yeah. you say props to you, sir, with Daniel. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Jones getting so much production out of that position. Right routes, wrong routes in the book. We'll look at some futures when we come back. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, VSEN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VSEN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VSEN has to offer, including our 24 7 live shows and subscriber only betting guides to college bowl season. And the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. $99 VEASAN Pro. Now through the Super Bowl, sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. NBA opening night tonight. How about that? Are you uh, NBA better in October? Not in October. Not in October? NFL better. Okay. NFL, even though we do have the sports equinox on Thursday. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, all going on this Thursday. And we are now six weeks in the NFL season where this is the point where we start to formulate our our long-term thoughts on the futures market Mm -hmm. now that we have a good amount of data on all these teams and a really good sample size. Buffalo and Philadelphia, your two 
far and away favorites to win their respective conferences. Buffalo at the plus 130 range right now at BetMGM to win the AFC. Eagles just north of 2-1, to one, plus 210 at MGM to win the NFC. If we start there with those two teams, thinking about Philadelphia and Buffalo, everybody seems to be assigning that this is going to be our Super Bowl matchup come February. You in agreement with that right now? No, not yet, because the league uh, is is different. Uh, I, and I don't know if it's, it's a combination of bad football and parity. That's what's happening. Uh, and the last two years, we saw a couple teams get hot uh, along the way, too. So from a future standpoint, I mean, Buffalo looks apart. Uh, I, I, they, they were my favorite, a lot of people's favorite coming into the year. The Eagles, uh, I think people speculated on them uh, being this good. And, okay, those people are right because uh, the Eagles are this good, right? And, but our team's going to get better, though. Which teams are going to get hot? Which teams can add uh, significantly uh, along the way, too? Because I, I think that can happen. But you and I were talking about something off air that we should talk to the audience about right now. And that's who do you eliminate from the equation? Like who's completely done already into the year? The so-called cross-off teams sure. six weeks in. Sure, yeah. looking forward to tanking, rebuilding, however you want to phrase it, right? Uh, there's about five teams that we've identified. Everybody else, and this is to be true, everybody else in the National Football League outside of the Bears, the Washington football team, Carolina, Detroit, Houston, their coaches – are telling those players that we can get in it. We're a part of this playoff picture. Even the Raiders at one and four feel like they can go on and run and get into the playoff picture. So I, I, I think that could present itself this year uh, along the way. Uh, if you want to go Eagles, Bills, there's nothing wrong with it. But I believe there's going to be some surprises uh, coming up uh, in store in the National Football League. And we easily as betters tend to have short memories. Let's not forget last year through six weeks, the two favorites to win the Super Bowl, it was Buffalo. It was Arizona. Mm. Neither of those teams even made it out of their own conferences, let alone won the big game. It's a good reminder to point out that for these small sample sizes, even though, again, the data tends to show us, all right, mm -hmm. we can start to believe in some of these teams. There is such a long way to go oh. in the market. And when you look at the NFC specifically, we just talked right route, wrong route. Mm -hmm. You are not at all liking what you're seeing in Tampa, who are the second choice to come out of the NFC behind Philadelphia right now as we pull up the NFC odds. Third after Tampa is Minnesota. <laughs> Five and one team, seven to one on the odds board who has played one game against a team with an above 500 record. That was on Monday night in Philadelphia when the Vikings had the doors blown off in a 24-7 loss. With Minnesota, even though the numbers don't look terrible on them, 13th EPA per play offensively, 14th on the defensive side of the ball, how much stock are you putting into this five and one start for the Vikings? So I mean, they're plus 21 point differential too. So, uh, I mean, everybody else is negative, right? Um, I, I think Kirk Cousins doesn't really flourish with the nuances of this offense. Uh, and you're going to have to do that as we get into uh, a phase of the league in which it goes away from scheme and gets into matchups. Uh, and, you know, and, and certainly tendencies are all over the place. Uh, and then defensively, they're not great and styled against the run. Uh, so I, I think they're vulnerable, even though they're five and one, right? Uh, I think they're I think they're one of those teams that could be vulnerable uh, until you start to see them become different. Uh, but at plus seven, uh, right there, seven plus seven hundred. I mean, I, I'm not biting there. You know, there there's some teams below them uh, with some longer odds that uh, I think are a decent bet, though. The, and the biggest issue when I look at this Minnesota team, what we're seeing so far. 
it's not necessarily the lack of cohesion for Cousins in an offense with a first-year head coach and a traditional offensive play caller in Kevin O'Connell. It is more the defense, which even though on an EPA per play basis is fine, 13th Mm -hmm. overall, there's still a lot to be desired on that defensive end where they have been very turnover dependent so far. We talked about the three turnovers forced against the Miami Dolphins last week, but Minnesota tied for 28th on a yards per play basis allowed so far this season, tied with Cleveland into that bottom five of teams in the NFL. You compare that to two teams right below Minnesota on the odds board. San Francisco has the best defense in the game on an EPA per place by a pretty wide margin. Mm -hmm. Dallas is fifth. And we saw Dallas with getting nothing at the quarterback position. Cooper Rush had a 1.0 quarterback rating Sunday night. And we saw Dallas nearly erase a 20-point deficit on the road against Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. How could you possibly make Dallas and San Francisco longer odds than Minnesota, considering how we know defense is the more crucial concept to winning games long-term than the quarterback play? Yeah, say Dak comes back and and Dak picks up and and he's playing decent football. Maybe it takes him a couple weeks or not. Uh, Who knows? But the schedule is conducive for him to kind of play catch-up. And the Cowboys uh, and how they have played, they don't have to rely on Dak uh, to be the old Dak Prescott. Uh, immediately, right? But on a neutral field, who would you pick? I mean, the Vikings and the Cowboys right now. Dallas. <laughs> right. 100%. With, with Dak, right? I mean, uh, yeah. so plus 900 right there uh, from from a conference standpoint. But, uh, yeah, the, the front runners uh, in the NFC, I mean, San Francisco has to get healthy. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay, who knows what happens. Like we were just talking about the dynamic in the locker room perhaps. And then Minnesota – when does Kirk Cousins start to elevate the offense? If he starts to elevate the offense, now it's a different story. Uh, so if you like to plus 700, you're betting on the fact that Kirk Cousins uh, can do that and then also that defense can uh, round out in shape. But the Eagles, solid uh, front runner. I think the Giants, you got to keep an eye on too uh, as they start to believe more and more that they so you, belong. You're buying this with the Giants to a degree. Well, to a degree. I mean, to a degree. Because right now football is different and – uh, like, like we talk about tendencies and all that. I mean, the Giants are limited, even with Daniel Jones, and they are limited, and they are overachieving. Um, but <laughs> if, if I start seeing evidence that, okay, they're evolving as well as overachieving, okay, that's different. But right now, they're purely overachieving with the limited ability that they have. Like we said earlier, all right. when you're eighth EPA per play right. on offense and you have a bottom five quarterback in Daniel Jones mm-hmm. – that doesn't really jive with where the numbers ought to be long-term. Right. I also look at the other teams here in this, and at least in the NFC odds board, if we stick there, there's so much of that baked in respect for teams like green Bay mm-hmm. who are still nine to one on the odds board, like yeah. the Rams, you're defending Super Bowl champions at nine to one teams that we know are deeply flawed at this point in the season, but yet they're in that same category as San Francisco and Dallas mm-hmm. to meet teams that are clearly from an overall 52-man roster standpoint, a big notch above both the Rams and, and where the Packers are at right, right now. You believe the same thing? Well, yeah, I totally believe it. I mean, we, we still have some blockbuster trades, perhaps. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's name's out there, and uh, there's other teams and other players that their names are floating around, rumors. Uh, and then, you know, depending on the health of uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, say, say the Packers added Odell Beckham Jr., right? I mean, say, uh, I don't know, the Cowboys and Jarrah adds Odell Beckham Jr. You know, who knows about those situations? But uh, that's what's happened the last two years, and I don't want to think differently because we know the league to be a copycat league. 
And if you're Green Bay, Randall Cobb goes down this past right. week with injury as well. Right. Maybe concerning that the Packers were, to begin with, relying on a guy in my, probably his last year or two in the NFL, guy into his well into his 30s in Randall Cobb. That fix to me is the toughest right. of any of these teams that where we're talking about flaws because the personnel on the wide receiver front just isn't there. Mm-hmm. You have an offensive line that has, that has clearly taken a huge step back. And if you aren't getting the baked-in running game yards that you expected you would get out of Green Bay, we saw at one point Aaron Jones had four carries for zero yards last mm-hmm. week against the Jets. If you can't rely on that, right. and you knew going in that the wide receiver personnel would be the big issue for Green Bay, and you add in that Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback is dealing with a thumb injury and was clearly not his normal self on Sunday, where do you go when there's so many different issues at play all on one side of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know where you turn to because how do you upgrade it? How do you, well, first of all, how do you fix it? Uh, and then how do you upgrade it? I mean, we're, you're counting on players getting better. Uh, and I think that was the philosophy for uh, Green Bay that you got all these younger players. But yeah, you know what? Aaron Rodgers will help those guys and they'll get better. We're not seeing that. Uh, and that's so not even you, to mention Joe sure, Barry's defense, sure. which we perceived personnel-wise to be a mm-hmm. top-five group coming in, bottom five against the run this season. Right. T- that game against the Jets, to see them get out physical on both oh. sides of the ball the way they did. At home. At home. Lambeau, mm-hmm. but not yet frozen tundra. Absolutely jarring. The whole point of this exercise being not any value on these teams still being propped up like the Rams and the Packers. And teams like the Vikings, maybe a little too overzealous in the market. If there was a bet I'd look at, San Francisco or Dallas, those are the plays right now. When we return, we have Josh Applebaum stopping by here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. We welcome you back in. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Looking at my odd screen, Mike. The numbers are moving as it usually does early afternoon on Tuesdays for week seven in the NFL. Bunch of numbers moving all over the place, and that's why we bring in every single Tuesday. At this time, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets and the Market Insights Podcast, it's Josh Applebaum. Josh, we welcome him in from Boston. How you doing, Josh? Great to see you here for week seven. Oh, I'm doing great, guys. Ben Pritch, great to be with you. And hey, if you're Denver, Denver Broncos better, you're feeling pretty good about last night. That was an epic play for kind of a really good system match here. Looking at these dogs, Primetime dogs, dogs with reverse line movement. Good teachable moment using these VEASAN.com bet splits. Looking at only 26% of bets on the Broncos last night, but epic movement in their favor, in their favor. starting getting plus six, all the way down to four and a half, four. Late movement even down to three and a half. That's a blueprint play. So if you kind of went with that sharp move against the public, you're feeling pretty good. Even though the Broncos didn't win, they covered the number. That's all you care about. And that's all that right. matters at the end of the day. And I mentioned all those numbers lighting up on our odd screen here, Josh. <laughs> that game, Jets going two mile high to take on the Broncos. That's a big one. Your look ahead was Broncos minus three and a half. Reposted around Broncos minus a field goal. And we've seen in the last 15 to 30 minutes, this number come down inside that key number of three here, down to Jets catching only the two and a half on the road. What do you make of that line move? Yeah, I'd be looking to the Jets right now, guys. And I think it's a great point by you, Ben. You know, when you're an NFL better, I think you have, you're really deciding, okay, whatever my model, my blueprint is, I'm looking for system matches. But when do I bet the game? Do I bet it early in the week thinking that, hey, the line's going to only get worse? Or do I bet it later in the week, which also has a, has its benefits? You can get the injury reports. You can let the public continue to bet these games, figure out uh, really where the contrarian opportunities lie. To me, I bet games early in the week in the NFL only if we're on a key number. And I have system matches, and I think the line's about to drop and get worse. So this would be a perfect example, Ben. I'm glad you brought this up. You know, as we're doing the show right now, a lot of money is coming in here on the New York Jets. This open Denver Broncos, you mentioned it, Ben. 
laying three and a half, immediately got down to three. It's that initial line move. Once the line gets released, that told me, hey, there's some value with the hook on the Jets. who have been a really good surprising team this year. But here's the other thing. We're at three. But as you mentioned, Ben, we're getting down to two and a half right now. So pay attention to the juice. The juice isn't just, you know, the, the price we have to pay on these bets. It's also going to let us know where the juiced upside is, where the next move is going to be. So the fact that you're seeing a lot of these Jets at plus three, minus 115, that's telling us, hey, we're probably getting down to two and a half here. So I'd be looking at the Jets, grabbing the three right now before it falls. That way the Jets lose by three. You push this game instead of lose. Russell Wilson has a bunch of injuries. He's dealing with a hamstring injury now as well as some, uh, some other, uh, other injuries. The Jets have a much better offense, averaging 24 points a game, only 15 for Denver. Also, road dogs this year, guys, have been really good. 31 and 20 against the spread, 60%. Dogs who missed the postseason last year, they're cashing 64% ATS. So lines moving to the Jets. If you wait too late, you're going to miss the key number. I'm thinking about grabbing the Jets right now at plus three. Yeah, you know what, Josh? Your key numbers and your market insights are uh, always helpful. Uh, really, uh, you put out a tweet, too, uh, and, and you mentioned it here already a little bit, but uh, I, I relayed this to the syndicate, the teaser syndicate, because it's, uh -oh. it's key. Oh boy. It's key. Uh-oh. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Dogs, three and a half, plus three and a half or, 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 or more, are now 38 and 19 ATS. That's 67%, uh, right, uh, this season so far. Uh, and so, you know, we know about the Wong teasers and all that, but it's like the syndicate is like extrapolating uh, Josh here. Okay, taking that uh, plus three and a half situation and teasing that number, that key number up. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And, you know, I think number one, I'm looking at when I look at dogs doing well, what I like to do is dig into the database and like try to refine that even more. Like, is there a spot where, you know, dogs are much better getting three? Like, that's a perfect example. Getting three and a half or more, you're cashing two thirds of the time. If you're getting three or less, you're much less than that. So these are the little things that doesn't tell me that every dog three and a half or more I'm going to bet, but it's something in my back pocket that if I like the game and the line's moving in my favor, like here's a great one. Pritch, you're Atlanta Falcons yesterday. You know, we saw that line fall in their favor against uh, against the 49ers. At one point they were getting, you know, as high as I think like, like six, they got down to four and a half or four. That would be that match three and a half or more, but also it's kind of jiving with the way the market is moving. So Pritch, I don't know if the teaser syndicate was looking at this one here, New Orleans, Arizona tomorrow. This is one that you don't have the three and a half. It's a much shorter spread here, but the line's going to New Orleans. Arizona opened Thursday night football, laying around two, two and a half. Now you're down to one and a half. So a lot of these dog line move matches are on New Orleans. But again, if you're worried about only getting a one and a half right now, maybe the teaser syndicate's going to take that up to seven and a half there, Pritch. It'll be worth a look there on yeah, Thursday absolutely. night. Absolutely. The Ben Wilson personal teaser syndicate was look okay, is looking at that game for Thursday, Josh. <laughs> okay. Yes, the party of one there, Josh, on the game Thursday night. Saints uh, at Saints in Arizona. Another game that could also fall in that range. It's a divisional matchup with a low total. We're seeing money come to Tennessee. Titans open against the Colts at home, about minus one and a half. We're toggling back and forth in that two and a half to three range right now. Josh, how do you assess the way the market has reacted to this opener here on the Colts and Titans game? Yeah, I think the big one here, Ben, is just the fact that we're starting to get these teams coming off a bye. So uh, I think it's important here. This is going to change the way that you cap a lot of these games. The bye week is really, really important, especially disproportionately favors favorites. You know, if you look at dogs off a of bye, they're only like 50%. If you look at favorites off a of bye, they're 57% against the spread over the last decade here. So this kind of goes with this line move toward Tennessee. The Titans opened as low as like minus one and a half, got all the way up to minus three. Now you did see some buyback on the Colts plus three. Then you get the key number. It is a divisional matchup there. But my angle with this one, if you're still around a two and a half, it's a money line play on Tennessee because of that. Uh, that rest versus tired matchup coming off a of bye here. Also, if you look at um, the Colts in this spot on the money line, they're around minus 150. 
So you don't have to worry about, you know, covering the three or winning by one or two, laying the two and a half. But if I have a system match on favorites off a of buy that does very well, the line's moving toward this favorite. I'm not going to mess around with the spread. I'll go money line here. And Pritch, let me ask you, when you were playing in the NFL, how critical was that bye week? I'm sure you felt fresh as lettuce after coming off that bye week. Yeah, I mean, some lettuce <laughs> can be brown, though. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, the bye week, depending on when it is. I mean, I, I think teams that are struggling, you want to get to the bye week as soon as possible. Other teams, okay, maybe the bye week in the middle of the year uh, is more beneficial to you. Uh, Josh, uh, we were talking about this earlier, too. I, I think today's NFL, uh, today's athlete, they they look forward to some time off, uh, if you know what I'm <laughs> talking about. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what these teams do uh, after their bye week. We, we had some teams up against it, though, like the Raiders in particular, uh, up against it uh, going into their bye week. But yet, you know, the opponent that they have uh, looking at that situation, too. But, uh, you know, I, I think the bye week, depending on where it falls, uh, really helps the cause for each and every uh, circumstance out there, Josh. I'm with you, Pritch. And again, it doesn't mean like when we talk these systems that I'm blindly going to follow every right. system I have. For me, I'm trying to build a case. I'm like thinking of myself as like a lawyer going into a courtroom. Can I make a case that's strong enough to convince the jury, which is you as the better, whether to fire or not? So if you have a line move, you know, maybe uh, the one thing I like about this one, Tennessee isn't that lopsided. They're just like a little more than 50% tickets. Plus you throw in the bye week angle. Boom. That feels like to me, I'm making a case worthwhile to go money line here with the Titans. The Applebaum Pritchard Wilson law firm coming to a jurisdiction <laughs> oh, yeah. near you early 2023. <laughs> you talked to about teams that are injured and potentially limping into particular spots. Josh, we're seeing that happen with San Francisco Niners coming back home after two weeks spent on the East coast potential for seven defensive starters out in this game against Kansas city Chiefs seeing some love in the market from one up to minus three here. What do you look at for Kansas city in this particular spot after the disappointing home loss to Buffalo last week? So it seems been like this is a layup for Kansas City, right? San Francisco's really injured. You know, uh, obviously Kansas City coming off a tough loss to Buffalo there. I was on Kansas City plus three. So really hated to see that late uh, interception by Mahomes there in the fourth quarter. But public is saying this is the easiest game of the week. Lay the points with KC, a great team who's going to be, uh, you know, trying to get back into the win column after a tough loss to Buffalo. You're right, Ben. It did open as low as like Kansas City laying one and a half or two. But now we're up to the key number of three. So a lot of movement. Basically, think of it this way. If you wanted to bet KC, a lot of that value is gone. It was always mm -hmm. Kansas City getting less than the, the three there, the two and a half or less, which you could make a case a lot of value on Kansas City. But now we're at three. And what I think is notable here is um, you're really not juiced up like minus three, minus 115, like it's going to three and a half. It looks to me like the odds makers are taking a position on, uh, on, uh, on the San Francisco 49ers here. They're saying, hey, you know, the public wants nothing to do with them. And now that you're up to three, we're not just going to give go to three and a half, give out the hook to some kind of ultimate hazmat wearers here on the uh, on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. But really the big one for me, guys, this is the most lopsided game of the week. You know, if you're a contrarian better like me, there's some games where, you know, I, I get excited if it's like 65-35. I want to be on the 35 side, 70-30, 80-20. When you get to a 90 to 10, that is a mm. huge, huge, huge lopsided discrepancy. Right now at our VEASAN.com bet splits at DraftKings, 91% of bets are taking Kansas City here and laying the points. So, again, early move was toward Kansas City, but I'd be looking at, you know, putting on the hazmat suit, looking at San Fran plus three here. It's kind of an inflated line off the opener. It's your number one contrarian play of the week. Ask yourself this, who are the books rooting for? If Kansas City rolls and wins by 10, they're going to take a bath on this one. They've taken a position on the three. Jimmy G, 16-4 and four against the spread as a dog, 80% in his career. Also, dogs who didn't cover the previous week, your dog this week, you didn't cover last week against Pritch's Falcons, 49ers and teams in this spot, 20 and 13 against the spread, 61%. So as long as we don't go to three and a half, that would scare me off. If you stay three or if you see it juiced up like it's getting back down to two and a half, 
I'd be looking at the ultimate contrarian play only 9% on San Francisco. I'll take the plus three with Jimmy G. And Josh, Mike, and I were just talking yeah. about that value to be had. This could be that buy low right. spot for San Francisco, especially in the futures market. You're certainly applying that to this week, catching three against Kansas City. Give him a follow at Josh underscore insights, host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and the Market Insights Podcast. Josh, always great to see you here on these Tuesdays, my friend. We'll catch you next week. It's always a great spot, guys. Have a great day. Ben and Pritch, you guys are the best. We got All right. We got you, Josh. Right. As we get ready to wrap up our show on the other side, we have some injury news with quarterbacks coming out of the NFC East specifically. Dak Prescott in Dallas. Sounds like this is the week he's coming back. What's that doing to the line in Detroit? And what to make of the new quarterback in Washington? Carson Wentz out. Heineke time against Green Bay. We'll discuss those two matchups next on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> to the Lombardi line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Two big games involving NFC East teams who have changes at quarterback this week, Mike. First for Dallas, it is finally the return of Dak Prescott after his thumb injury week one and a loss to Tampa. Comes back this week in a spot where Dallas is laying seven, the full touchdown against a Detroit Lions team coming off a bye. We saw the experiment for Cooper Rush, the great start. 4-0 in his first four starts this season after winning one as a spot starter last year. But against an elite defense in Philadelphia, it all fell apart last week. The 1.0 QB rating rushed 27th among the 32 qualified starters at this point with a rating right around 80. How much do you upgrade Dallas's offense, even if it's, say, a slightly less than 100% Prescott coming back this week? Um, a lot, because you downgraded the offense uh, depending on Cooper Rush and the time of year. 
So in other words, Cooper Rush in the beginning of September, or, you know, through the month of September, early October, I, I don't know if you downgrade it that much, uh, but as you get into late October into November football, uh, I, I mean, your quarterback's got to be different, period, right? Uh, and, and Cooper Rush is not there. Uh, Dak Prescott has been there. He's got a ton of experience uh, in those situations too, and uh, he's going to shoulder the load here. I, I mean, I, Dak Prescott understood that coming into the year. He's going to have to be special, going to have to be different. It's unfortunate about the injury. Uh, but now that you're getting into the thick of things and uh, when games are going to be that much more important, you want to go with this experience and certainly the play-making ability from this type of quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I, I would upgrade it uh, mightily here for the Cowboys, depending on, of course, uh, once Dak gets some reps and, and gets back to action, though. I would think the big hesitation for betters this week would be right the rust factor, mm -hmm. Dallas coming off an emotional divisional battle on Sunday night against Philadelphia. Now you welcome a team in who's off a bye in Detroit. Do you think Detroit has figured out the issues, though, especially defensively? No. Last. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last in the league defensively, uh -huh. last against the pass, 31st against the run. You would think if you're combining that, even with a bye week and time for Dan Campbell to try to figure some things out, isn't the basis of the issues, though, for Detroit more in personnel? It's not as, and it's, it's also a combination of scheme, too. But yeah. You talk about this with Green Bay earlier right. and the offense. How much can you really fix something if the personnel just isn't there to begin with? Well, you can try to seek a trade, and there's some rumors about Detroit trying to get some help uh, up front uh, under D-line. But I think, I think what Aaron Glenn's trying to do with this defense is trying to make too much of an impact. If they dial it down and, and they play more honest, okay, uh, make Dallas execute, those kind of, kinds of things, then – uh, maybe they can stay in games. Maybe they can get back to that complimentary nature of football. Uh, but you have Aaron Glenn on one side doing his thing, and then offensively, uh, we know the Lions to be explosive. Uh, so as the Lions get healthier, I mean, I think they're going to feel like they can score. Um, but defensively, no, they're not going to solve that unless they upgrade personnel or change their defense coordinator. Think about that matchup this week. The Lions with a banged-up offensive line have mm -hmm. been without multiple starters for past weeks. We're waiting to see and get more clarity on the health there. Right. Did get top wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown back before the bye against New England, so that's at least positive. Mm -hmm. But Micah Parsons and this Dallas oh, defense man. have been just a fiend coming at these opposing offenses, and we've seen Jared Goff look really, really shaky against pressure. That, to me, is almost the bigger matchup than – how does Prescott and the Cowboy offense look against a bad Detroit defense, is yeah. it not? Yeah, no, I agree with that, too. And uh, even though the Eagles had a, a better offensive line, uh, we still saw that Dallas Cowboys defense get to Hurts and, and move them around. They got some critical stops. You give credit to uh, the Eagles getting that one drive in the second half that won them the football game. But if you're asking the Lions to be able to do that, I, I think that's tall order right there. Tall, tall task. Again, right. that line pretty much market-wide is settled in. Cowboys from six and a half on the opener. Up to seven, have to think that is a very popular teaser candidate mm. this week in Big D. How about the other NFC East team with a new quarterback this week? We're back to Taylor Heineke. Crack open your Heinekens, everybody, because Carson Wentz is out, injured in the loss last week. On, I should say the win last week. It was a loss for the Chicago Bears at home against Washington in a game where it felt like nobody won. Uh, viewers included in a 12-7 win for Washington. So, after that 12-7 victory, you have Wentz injured, has surgery earlier in the week. Now it's Heineke. And if you compare these two quarterbacks, Heineke was the starter mm -hmm. season ago for Washington. 20 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Completion percentage at 65. Quarterback rating at 84. You compare that to what we're seeing 
out of Carson Wentz this season. 10 touchdowns to six interceptions, 62% completion percentage, 84 on the rating. Uh, Heineke, I misspoke, was 86. So Heineke's numbers, slightly better than Wentz, and that's where we ask ourselves, is this actually a downgrade, or is Washington better with the, the backup quarterback, as I mean, as that is to say? Yeah, are they different? Like, we, we get distracted by a lot of things that happens with a franchise and, and offseason, and I think franchises get distracted with themselves. Like, think about the commanders right now. They're 2-4 and four with Carson Wentz, and uh, Carson Wentz has played well at times, but he's also played not so well at, at times. And, uh, but those are the changes, right? Uh, the constant is that the defense still stinks. I mean, Del Rio is still the D coordinator, uh, and they're still giving up a lot of points uh, like they did last year. Uh, so that's the constant. The changes, the variables have been the quarterback. But, okay, let's go back to Heineke. Heineke was 2-4 and four <laughs> at the same exact time. Now, he didn't start the first game. Fitzpatrick got hurt, but Heineke came in, uh, and he's 2-4 and four, just like the commanders are right now. And if you extrapolate even more, uh, Carson Wentz in his up-and-down nature is thrown for 1,500 yards. To date, last year, Heineke was at 1,340. Uh, Ten touchdowns for Carson Wentz last year, nine uh, for Heineke. Six interceptions for Carson Wentz so far, six for Heineke. It's like, this is, this is why organizations fail. Because, okay, we got to change quarterback. We got to do this. And But yet, mm -hmm. why don't you just improve the situation that you already have? I mean... I think Heineke is more of a gunslinger, uh, and, and that gets him in trouble at times. But that's my, that might be what the commanders need here, you know, with this offense and what they want to do and uh, the youthful nature of this offense, too. Now you bring in a foreign body, uh, and he has to uh, get involved and try to become that leader. I, I, I think it's just been some friction there. Right. Uh, but then we all know in that locker room that the amount of uh, lack of credibility or a lack of uh, accountability, if you will, for Del Rio uh, speaks volumes more so than anything else right now with that football team. And when you think about all those issues behind the scenes, in a sense, looking ahead, and this is, we always talk about buying low, selling high on teams. Mm -hmm. This would have re represented the spot to buy low on Green Bay coming off of three straight weeks of unimpressive football, back-to-back right. -back losses to the New York teams as large favorites. The last game being at home at Lambeau, losing outright as a seven and a half point favorite to the Jets. Green Bay only laying five or five and a half at open in this game. Market hasn't really decided what to do yet. And you would say normally, let's say if Washington was on normal rest and if it was another start for Carson Wentz, mm -hmm. this was the perfect spot to back Green Bay. Right. The perfect get right spot against an organization with all sorts of issues both on and off the field. But with Heineke, while we're laying out statistically, Profile's the same guy, essentially, mm -hmm. as Carson Wentz. But from the human element, it is a new face. It's potentially a guy who has led Washington to sparks and wins in the past. I would think if you're Green Bay, you're looking at this and saying, I really wish we had one more start at Carson Wentz. I mean, <laughs> come on. So. It's just our luck with the right. way this season is going. It's, and maybe this is just the speaks to the psyche of us as betters. But I sit here and say, I would have loved jumping in, taking Green Bay, putting him in a money line parlay on the road if it was Wentz. Heineke? I don't know. There's something that worries the me. There's something that would worry me about that from Green Bay. I don't know that I'd take it. Right. Definitely not looking to lay Green Bay with all the issues we're no, seeing there. No, I'm not going to lay, but looking at taking the points, though, absolutely. So far this this week, I mean, Robinson coming in, you know, that's energy. Uh, I think the receiving core, uh, they're going to be energized by somebody more familiar uh, at quarterback than the new guy. 
so if they can put it together, and then, again, it's all about Del Rio, though, but we know about Green Bay struggling on offense, struggling on both sides of the ball. So uh, right now, this week so far, I'm looking at the points. Uh, you've got a five-and-a-half and, and a five out there uh, catching it uh, with Washington. And we know Taylor Heineke, too. Where's number four? Because of Brett Favre, was a huge Packer fan yeah. growing up. A lot of emotion when it comes to that specific game today. I know you've talked in the past. Sometimes for these struggling teams, though, getting away from home is the best thing to happen to them. I think true. the same thing applies to Green Bay this week. Uh, that's speaking as a fan, I think. I'm just I'm searching for something. <laughs> they right? got issues. As a Wisconsinite, I'm yeah. just like, they give got me issues. something. They got issues. And there's a lot of issues going on <laughs> in Green Bay right now. A lot of fun with you as always, you Mike, too, on the show. This has been a great edition of the Lombardi Line. When we return on VEASAN, it is VEASAN Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming your way next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.